Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oye, mi gente, if there's one thing we love doing here at Pero Let Me Tell You, it is celebrating our Cuban culture. And that's why we're happy to tell you that Cuba Nostalgia is back in 2022 for its 23rd year. That's right, Cuba Nostalgia. A celebration of the richness of Cuban culture, history, and tradition is back May 21st and May 22nd at the Miami-Dade County Fairgrounds. Come experience the art and exhibits, like recreations of classic Cuban landmarks like El Museo de Bellas Artes and El Tropicana, and of course, you know, there's food and Cuban cocktails. I mean, have you ever known Cubans to have an event without comida y trago? <laughs> oh, and we almost forgot, there's also free concerts every day. Así que get your tickets today. Just visit cubanostalgia.org to make sure you don't miss out on Cuba Nostalgia May 21st and 22nd. After all, it's more than an event. It's a Cuban experience. It's that time of year again. Time to show Dad you can put more than 10 seconds of thought into his Father's Day gift. Come on. You can definitely do better than mugs or drugstore cologne that smells like 1987. You know what dad wants? Clothes that let him show off that dad body he's been working on all winter. <laughs> That's right. He wants something from the perfect gene. Look, you know how much we love the perfect gene here at Better Let Me Tell You, and your dad will too. Not only do they have their classic quality jeans, shorts, and shirts, which let your dad actually move, thanks to their patent-pending stretch process, which, okay, we don't really know if it's patent-pending, but... Sounds totally cool. Now they even have jeans made from sustainable recycled materials because dad always taught you never to let anything go to waste. You know what else dad taught you? To always get the best price. So use promo code TELL20, that's T-E-L-L-20, at theperfectgene.nyc for 20% off your first order. That's right, TELL20 gets you 20% off all their items. So this Father's Day, those boring khakis and show your dad he can look and feel good in a pair of jeans, thanks to the perfect jean. And don't forget to use code TELL20 for 20% off your order. Hell, might even make you his favorite kid. Hey everyone, this is DJ. And this is Ish. And this is Season 5 of Pero Let Me Tell You. Well, we're recording. We are? We are recording. And from where are we recording from? Live from the fabulous... No, I mean, from <laughs> Dos Croquetas. Yeah, well, it is it's a fabulous Dos Croquetas. Well, I was going with the Alibaba Hotel and Casino in Lake not, Tahoe. Not the Alibaba Hotel and Casino, no. From, from Dos Croquetas. No. So, welcome everybody to episode... I believe this is episode 204. 204. Okay, yeah. but let me tell you, and we are live at Dos Croquetas. Say hi, everyone! Yep. So we are doing a live recording. So to that person who asked us in our 200th episode, when are, when we, are we doing, doing another live recording? Well, here you go. Yeah. 
And I don't. And I don't think that person who asked it is here. Right. <laughs> and we and we have some special guests. My parents are here. Yes, his parents and are gonna here. And I'm going to try to you know ask them about the cake debacle. We have old friends from high school. Well, you know, they're not old friends. Well, well, not age, of course. <laughs> we graduated high school ten minutes ago. Ten minutes ago, although it's been two decades right. and more. But we're only 35. Yeah. <laughs> we were the Doogie Hauser MDs of our era. Yes. Yes. So, so, and, you know, we have a lot of friends and family here. So, thank you, yes. everybody, for thank coming you, out. Thank you, for coming out. So. All right. So, yeah, this is as live as it gets. Yes. How is your week going so far? My week is my week. It's always... Your week it's, is your week. My week is my week. It's always, you know. That, that sounds I, like the I, beginning of an r song. I wake up every morning and I look at my calendar and I'm like, <laughs> what the WTF? How are we going to get through this today? But, you know, we're here. Well, it can't be worse than mine. I have Comejenes. You have Comejen? Yeah. Okay, Comejen sounds so much worse in Spanish than it does in English. I right? know. To say you have termites is like termites whatever. Termites just sounds like, you know, a... Like a bug. A bu- a, well... <laughs> A bug, uh, but but metaphorically a bug, something that will come and go. Right. Whereas gomejeng sounds like it, it sounds pretty like acute. Yeah, yeah. like gomejeng. Te van a poner la capa. La capa, no, they're not putting la capa. Unfortunately, it is only in my apartment. Oh, so you could infest the whole apartment? Yeah. Building. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be well, the apartment, not me, is gonna be fumigated. So let's talk a little bit about el gomejeng. El gomejeng. Okay. So how is it that it's just in your apartment? In your apartment. You know, that's a very good question because we all have wooden floors and Jose doesn't have any in his. Right, right. So I think there's like a little, because they're going to go also. What does he have, linoleum? No, 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 no. He doesn't have comejeng in oh, his apartment. Oh. So I think because the, the exterminators, when they come, are going to go under the building. Oh. So I think it's probably because I might have like a little crack open somewhere. Well, no, not me so much as like the building yeah, has a platform. Those old buildings, yeah, yeah they're yeah. sort of on stilts. Yes, yeah. Yeah, that it's like, okay, that's where they hide the bodies. Right. Oh, I hope they don't find a body. Although <laughs> I kind of do. No, because then they have to excavate and they might be under your build, under <sighs> your apartment. And then so they many have, things. They have to trench your apartment and that's not going to be fun. No, but then I get to pick who plays me on Law & Order. Oh, okay, that's that's... That's See? all true. I was thinking. Um, so, so no, I'm going to la capa de edificio. It's funny because that might when you know my parents' house used to get comejeng every seven and a half years. Um, that is a very precise term. Yeah, infest- it was like seven and a half years. Like I'm totally not kidding. Like it was like the first time it was like 1984, and then it was like June of 1991, and then it was like you know. <laughs> Like January of 1999, like it was like every seven and a half years, <laughs> and it was great because every time they ponía la capa de la casa, we would go to like stay at Miami Beach. Well, that's what I was gonna do. I was like, okay, if they gotta put la capa, I'm totally just gonna we're gonna rent out a beach hotel and and make a weekend out of it. No, that's what you do. Yeah, you, you take a little week. Uh, Have you noticed though that nobody ever puts la capa on like a Tuesday? No, no, no. <laughs> you, <laughs> I'm surprised that somebody hasn't made a lechon, you know, for like oh. la capa. Okay, we're, hey, we're having it. A, we're having a tent party. We're having a tent party. <laughs> we're we're, we're, even, pop, even we're that, popping bottles. Even, even that doesn't sound as you know dramatic in, in as a, as like oh they're tenting my house. No, I'm going to la, la carpa. carpa. Yeah, it sounds so much more dramatic. It's like <laughs> it's funny because I remember when I was a kid, like really small, I used to think that when they would tent your house, like the ponía la capa, that it would be like the circus was coming. Oh, and it's like oh no. <laughs> Well, it's, let me tell you something. It's not only the killing termites, but I, there's so many people who I wouldn't died. be surprised, though, now if they put La Capa, Britney Spears shows up. <laughs> Why? I'd be crazy. I'd be like, well, you know, it's a circus. She, she, <clears throat> well, you know, she had a tough week or two weeks ago. You know, she miscarried. Oh, that's, that's true. That's true. Well, you, you say that as like in passing, like, oh, yeah, it's true. She, you know, that's she miscarried. True. You know, that's that's a big trauma. That is a big trauma. That's, that's, that's a really big problem. Um, you know. She probably should have had a little bit more discretion in terms of how quickly she made that public. But, you know, but, we all get know, happy. We all get happy. And, you know, being that there's other issues that have been going on in her life, she gets a free pass. She gets to be happy. Yeah. Hey, yeah. She was born to make us happy. That's true. She was born to make us happy. So it's only right. It's only right. <laughs> so anyway. That's accurate. So what else is going on this week? Well, and how is everybody, by the way? So, okay. How's everybody doing? Is everybody good? 
They're all eating croquetas. Everybody, all right. They're all eating the delicious croquetas, and they're also drinking the the jupina lit slushies. Yeah, you know the thing here about dos croquetas. Which, have you seen it, the cubo that I'm drinking? Yes, from? dos croquetas, which is on Bird Road off of 107th and Bird Road <laughs> in the center of Westchester, um, is that yes, of course they have amazing croquetas. They're they're they want croqueta palooza in, in 2019, which we were the host. With that and that feat of sorcery, the medianoche croqueta. Yeah, the medianoche croqueta. I'm pretty sure they just get a whole medianoche. They put it in a blender and call it a day. But you know, people don't tell their secrets. No, no. <laughs> I think like, they're wizards. When, when I have their medianoche croqueta, I feel like one of these like ritzy wine people. Like, ooh, I could taste the sandalwood. No, with the croqueta, I'm like, mm, I could taste the pickle. Mm, here comes the mustard. Mm, here comes. I feel like this girl in Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. She's like, You're having oh, like- it's a meatloaf dinner. Oh, now dessert. You're like a croqueta sommelier. Yeah, but things didn't end well for her. She turned into a blueberry. <laughs> They'd probably turn that into a croqueta, too. <laughs> so, anyway, whatever. That movie is so messed up. Have we yeah. really talked about... You think? Yeah, I mean, it's so funny because, like... Listen, the- Willy Wonka's this close to being a serial killer. It's not that. It, well, well, okay, no, it is that. But I just think that the first movie, I freaking love it. The, when they go in the boat ride, I mean... Hello, le cortan la cabeza a una, una gallina. It is... It is Horrible and fantastic at the same time. It's like classic cinema. It's like perfect. It's such a great movie. It is. It's such a great movie. So speaking of cinema, can we talk for a little bit about the shit show that is the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial? You know what's funny? We had been getting some feedback in the last few weeks of people that are like, why haven't you talked about this? And I don't know, why haven't we talked about this before? Well, you know, Roe versus Wade, that took precedence. No, but you know what I feel? <laughs> and it's funny because even me succumbing from the law and understanding how law works, you know, um, this trial has gone on for a long time. I mean, usually trials have a five to seven week trial period, mm-hmm. um, but usually... A trial doesn't... Well, I mean, unless it's like a big capital punishment. No, uh, right, 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 right. Capital crime trial or like murder or something like that. But usually trials don't last an entire trial period. They'll last a couple of weeks at most. Right. Uh, But this is going on, what, five, six weeks? Is it already there? Is it already there? I feel it's been going on all this year. Like... I don't know. It feels like one of those celebrity pregnancies that goes on for 10 years. <laughs> well, Rihanna gave birth this week. So. She did give birth this week. So that, that, but that, that pregnancy didn't feel... Long. I feel like she announced her pregnancy and gave birth in the span of three weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like, yeah. the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial lasts longer so, so, than Rihanna's pregnancy. So you wanted to bring it up. What, 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 what is it that you... I'm just saying, like, is, it's, it's weird to me how this has become something that we've become embroiled in. Like, that has become, like, they're live streaming it, there's updates, there's reports, there's people with, like, and at the end of the day, it's it's a divorce trial. No, it's a No, 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 but for all intents and purposes, it's defamation, but what I mean is it's it's two exes, essentially, bringing... Well, because I think... Well, because I think that it's a situation where you're talking about, you know, a very... Like Johnny Depp is a very famous celebrity, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't really know her before all this happened. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, but but you're talking about two people that are in the public eye, and this is not speculation. This is not you know a blogger talking about this. This right. is like coming out of them in real time. Right, like they are saying they're airing their dirty laundry for the world to see. Again, this is not coming from a third party. This yeah, is it's not, not a blind item. A source, you know, right? Uh, whenever right. you read oh, something, source from Us Weekly, a source says, you know, this is them telling the world their side of the story, and you know, backing it up with like texts and videos and stuff doctors like reports. That. So you know, it's not always something. It's not always. You don't always see uh, public figures air out their dirty laundry to the degree that they have. My only thing with it is that I wonder, um, especially for Johnny Depp, since he is the one the bigger name defamation, but he's the one who filed the defamation case. If he knew it was going to be so public, I don't. Yeah, that that is the part that I'm. I don't know. I, I don't know how to gauge it because this has become like. You know, up there. In you the want to talk realm, about a circus, right? <laughs> up there in the realm of like the most public trials we've had in the last 30, 40 yeah, years, yeah. I would say. Um, and so I just wonder if he, you know, obviously he knew it was going to get a certain amount of press attention, uh, but I wonder if he really understood the how much the degree that this was going to be public and that everybody was going to be talking about it. Do you have an opinion where the other 
on this because I feel like she's been getting the brunt of, she has. of it. Um, she has. And maybe part of that is because she's the lesser known, as, as you said, you, know, you didn't really know who she was. Um, maybe that's a part of it because people see her in the role of gold digger or Look, what have you. I, I think that this these were obviously two people in a very, very toxic relationship. Yeah, same. To say the least. Same. Yeah. I just, I, I don't think it's a situation of one was good and the other one was bad or, you know, one was the aggressor and the other one was a victim. I think they were both aggressors and I think they were both victims. Yeah. These are people I, who should not have been together. They should have not been together. It was really toxic. I think that, you know, Especially because in the Me Too era, especially we we talked, you know, we listen to women. We we well, we have to listen to women. Right, it's, it's the right thing to do, and and we have to understand that women for so long were abused and victimized and, and didn't speak up about it. That in this particular case, you know, originally when all these allegations were made, right, it, it's easy to believe that she was the victim. Um, because Johnny Depp, it's not like Johnny Depp had this really clean reputation. I mean, yeah, Johnny, but but I don't, but he was with the same woman for years, and she never had any situation to right, report but, of. But so John, Johnny Depp didn't have like the most pristine. Situation. He's not Tom Hanks, right? So right, exactly. So I, I think that especially in this day and age that you know women are finally speaking up about it right. it was very reasonable and easy to believe her in this particular sense initially when she made these allegations but right. now that this defamation case came around and they're showing you know video they're showing video they're showing texts yeah. they're showing that and you see okay well you know she also wasn't she's not what they call the ideal victim right i i think she is a victim Right. right, but I think, as I said, I think they're both aggressors, and I think they're both victims, and um, it's just a really bad situation. It's really toxic. They they should have not. I mean, clearly, they should have not been together. No. <laughs> and look at us working two Britney songs into one episode. What toxic and circus? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do. I'm better. Let me tell what? you. <laughs> He hit her one more time. He did hit her one more time. And, <laughs> and that drove her crazy. <laughs> and he hit her one more time sometimes. Um, <laughs> she was not so lucky. <laughs> Oops, he did it again. Oops, he did it again. <laughs> Just racking up the hits. <laughs> you know, but she knew that he was a womanizer. This is true. This is very true. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is what we do on this, <laughs> this show, all right, people? Let me tell you at times. But, all right. So... so I saw a story the other day that actually it's funny because I get served lately on Facebook these random, you know, stories you may like or what have you, right? And I saw this one story that I thought, okay, they're an Indian couple, but they could very well easily set a precedent if this goes global for Cuban-American parents, Jewish parents, Italian parents. So Should I brace for impact? Brace for impact. A retired Indian couple okay. in India okay. is suing their son and daughter-in-law, okay. demanding that they produce a grandchild within a year or pay them 50 million rupees, which is $675,000. So they are alleging, so here's a quote. We want a grandson or a granddaughter within a year or compensation because I have spent my life's earnings on my son's education. The main issue is that at this age, we need a grandchild, but these people, my son and daughter-in-law, have an attitude that they don't think about us. Wow. I don't know how to respond to that. That's very... I don't know how to respond to that. Um... You can see why I think this is a bad precedent for Cuban parents. Well, Cuban parents already do that. They just don't sue you. Right. They, they just sit you down and tell you, why haven't you given me a grandkid? <laughs> that is the point to your life, to give me a grandkid. And that's why I say to make Cuban, about it. Jewish parents, Italian parents, you know. Well, I mean, look, I'm, I'm going to, I, I don't want to make a comment because, you know, obviously. It's our Indian, show, make a comment. Indian, well, no, Indian, Indian <laughs> culture is very different. Right. You know, so, you know. The, okay, we can't speak to the cultural. Well, the, the, well but the, the customs in Indian culture of, you know, uh, arranged marriages and things like that. Fair enough, but, it, she, but what are you going to do if she doesn't get pregnant? Well, that's biology. Yes, but what I'm saying is that it, it's, it's very different culturally in terms of what, how you got married, to whom you got married, when you have kids, if you, you know, things like that. Right. But 
I mean, I just, what I think is interesting in that case is the whole, like, well, we put you through college. <laughs> like, right, like, was that the agreement? Was there right, a contract? I, it's like, it's like, I think that if you put somebody through, through, I would understand more if, like, they were saying, well, I put you through college, so now take care of me, like, you know, help me out a right, bit. Right, pay for my rent. Right, right, not, I put you through college. Get me a, get grandkid. Me a grandkid. Right, right. I mean, I, I mean, clearly this is very important to them. I just think it's 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 really annoying when when people make those questions because you know something that I've I just don't ask anymore. I don't ask people, you know, especially women. Mm-hmm. I will never ask a woman, you know, if she's of a certain age like, "Oh, when are you going to have kids?" right? There's a difference and, between when you're going to have kids and do you want to have kids. Right, but oh, right, right. right. But nobody asks Oh, do you want to have children? No, it's always like, oh, but why haven't you had kids yet? Right? Right. It's like an interrogation of the poor girl. <laughs> like, right. but and then what I think is even worse is like when you finally do have a kid, they're immediately asking you, so when are you going to have another one? It's like, are you going to pay my bills? Like, and then after the second one, it's well, when are you just going to die? It's like because that's all that's left. Meet that. Calm down. <laughs> yeah. Calm, calm down. Meet that. Calm down. Meet that. And Jose. Yeah. Oh, but when are you going to You know, are you going to do my taxes? And and of course, <laughs> of course, there's just so many. You don't know if they have fertility but that's issues. But that was my first thought. You know, it could be a million things. Maybe they just don't want one. Well, in that case, then they may have they may have to pay the $50 million. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know the legal system in India because, I okay, I, I mean, I'm going to take like an <laughs> your educated... Bar, your bar doesn't I'm cover take India? I'm going to like an educated guess. I mean, because India was a British colony. Oh, I don't true. know if India's law is based on common law, which is... British American law is based on common mm-hmm. law. Um, you know what? But that's a good assumption. Which is British and, you know, the Magna Carta and all that. Right. This is the learn part of the section. This is the learn part um, of, the of the show. Um, so I don't know what, what type of structure India has legally, but I would tell you that if that happened in the United States, I just don't see how that can fly. You don't have a contract, there's not a meeting of the minds. That's not part of your student loan. <laughs> Part it would your, not surprise me, honestly, loans. if Fannie Mae is like, once you, you either oh. give me a grandchild or pay off your student loan. Oh, Fannie Mae. Fannie Mae haunts me. But doesn't Fannie Mae sound like some type of demented grandmother who's going to no, come after Fannie you? No, Fannie Mae sounds like a woman who makes pies. Delicious. Well, right. Strawberry but, rhubarb okay, pie. But an older lady Instead who makes the pies. Instead, my soul in student loans. Oh, la Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. No, but a Freddie Mac is for loans. <laughs> Aren't they? But they're both for loans. No, no, for mortgage. Oh, mortgage, okay. Mortgage loans. Mortgage loans. Freddie and wow. Fanny. Who came up with those names? You know, I don't know. I mean, clearly white people. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But that's a good one. I, sh- I feel I should know this. You're going to have to look into that one. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We know things can feel overwhelming from jobs to family to relationships, even finances. And despite the stigma from Hispanic families about airing our dirty laundry, we can all use someone to talk to during those moments of stress. Well, we're here to remind you that there's no shame in admitting that you need to speak with someone to work towards improving mental well-being. That's where BetterHelp comes in to, well, help. A customized online therapy provider, they offer therapy options on your time, whether it's via phone, video, text, or even live chat sessions with a therapist. BetterHelp's customized approach matches you with a therapist in under 48 hours, based on what you're experiencing to help you better understand yourself. And as a special offer for Pero Let Me Tell You listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com pero. It's already more affordable than in-person therapy, and now you can save on your first month. Everyone deserves to be happy, and BetterHelp has helped millions take their first step on that path. That's betterhelp.com slash pero. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast episode. Life is full of what-ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. 
they supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, so I actually, I kind of wanted to bring up something really quickly. Okay. Um, Which I, this, never happens on this, this show. This is not a topic per se, but I just want to get a little bit of a of a feedback from our listeners. Okay. Maybe some of our so, listeners here. So, actually, I'm going to make this question. Hey, everyone. Have you guys gotten a text in the last, like, oh. month or two? What? About Dr. David? No, about, <laughs> like, have you gotten any text in the last month or two about, like, having something to do with, like, an animal or a vet? Like, oh, I'm trying to contact my vet. I got one. I got no. one the other day that said, Dr. No. David, my dog has indigestion problems or what have you. And I replied back. I'm like, I think you got the wrong number, but hope your dog's okay. And we went back and forth a couple times. And eventually she's like, you seem very friendly. Would you like to be a friend? And I was like, you know what? I don't need this in my life. So I Block. Got, I got the, I, uh, the I've Done. had it twice already happen that it's, it's the, the, the entry point is a, it's an, an animal. animal. So an animal. no one else here has gotten this other so than us. I actually have one. <laughs> All right, I'm not even going to ask what the other types are that he's gotten. <laughs> you know what? I actually deleted it yesterday, um, but I got one. So I have gotten the animal one. Okay, the Same, animal. Yeah. One. I've gotten. That's why when you said that the other day, I, I didn't text you back because I was busy. But when you said that the other day, I'm like, oh, that's a scam. I've already gotten twice. Like, oh, I'm taking my dog to the vet. You know, it, Jack, are you there? You know? <laughs> The one I got this week was Preston. It was Preston. Hey, Preston. <laughs> Who knows? Trust me, I don't know anybody named Preston. Well, but you went to law school with white people, so maybe. Yeah, no, 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 more Preston. Um, anyway, it was like, Preston, um, I'm on my way to pick you up. <laughs> I'm on my way to pick you up. What restaurant are you at again? And I responded back, and I said, I'm at Chi-Chi's. <laughs> You know a restaurant Chi Chi's is, right? Yes. <laughs> that clothes. Doesn't people, exist. People died of, uh, I think it was, it was, was it salmonella or something? Or they got hepatitis. Like, it was bad. Like, they died. And she was like, oh, yeah, which one? Like, she was like, where is that at? And I'm like, I'm like, oh, I, I started making it up. I'm like, oh, it's 1456 Hagedorn Street. <laughs> Remember when I oh, Hagedorn, yes, Hagedorn Street yes. at the corner of Frandor. <laughs> you know? And now she's in Middle Earth. Right, and then, and then I got the same exact response you did. Oh, you seem like a really nice person. My name is Emily. Do you want to be friends? Oh, mine was Anna. Oh, mine was Emily. So, and I was like, sure. What was the picture? No, she didn't send me a picture. Oh, mine had a picture. It was an Asian lady. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, oh I get those on WhatsApp, too. So, I'm here thinking, like, okay, who falls for that? Like, really? Like, who falls for that? You know I, you know why? I went, because, I went back and forth a bit in the, because I was concerned about the dog, you know? But when she turned around and was like, you seem really friendly. Want to be friends? I'm like, no, I don't. But, but, I have but enough. I, Thanks. The thing Good. is that it's like, who falls for that? Because I know there's a lot of predatory, like, people out there, especially to, like, older people. Yes, that's true. That, you know, is very, is very bad. But usually people that are, like, this tech savvy or whatever... Our, our younger demographic, right? Even people in their sixties, you know, that are, are not going to fall for that, right? You would hope like, it's like, I mean, do you think I'm going to fall for that? That's why it's fun to kind of go along with it. You should have told her you were at Tabasco's. Oh yeah, I'll be like, so Emily, how are you? How are you, Emily? For those listeners who don't know, Tabasco's is a restaurant that Darian made up. Yeah, people when people are like to oh, the point where he even has a menu. I have a for menu it. of Tabasco's, and like people are or like when you know when we're like all together, it's like oh, let's go somewhere to eat, and people are like seriously like giving places. I'm like oh, let's go to Tabasco's. I hear they have a great new chimichanga with some queso fresco on it. <laughs> Next time you should tell her Tabasco's. I'm telling you, send her to Tabasco's. Well, I mean, I did send her to a defunct restaurant. Well, so. but she found it. <laughs> uh, 1456 Hagedorn. Yes. You know, in, in, in a place that doesn't that exist. That was 
one of the that was like one of the, like the funny moments. So you know, it's a, a DJ and Ish story. When I lived up in Michigan, um, one day I was on the phone Drink, with him. He said Michigan. I, I was on the phone with him, and he's like. Very casually, he's like, oh, what are you up to? And I'm like, no, here, I'm driving. He's like, where Like, whatever. where are you? Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm in the intersection of Hagedorn and Frandor. And there's this intersection called Hagedorn, Hagedorn Street and Frandor Avenue. And he's like, where are you, Middle Earth? Or something? Like, are, you, are you with the fucking hobbits? Like, like, what is this? Like, it's I'm in the intersection of Frandor and Hagedorn. <laughs> oh, simpler times. Simpler, simpler, simpler times. That's an understatement. <laughs> so... Did you hear about the new Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition cover model? I have. You have? Yes. Did you hear about the fact that there's some Canadian asshole who essentially looks like the generic villain on Degrassi who has quit Twitter because, you know, he made a comment and now he can't take the heat, so he got out of the kitchen? Okay. I forget. What is the model's name? So I, I did get, I, I have this in my phone. One moment, because that's how we roll here. So her name is Yumi Nu. Uh, she is half Japanese, and she's considered a curve model because you know she's a full-figured gal. You know, but she's pretty. She's cute. You know, again, taking into account that everybody's version of what they are attracted to or find beautiful right. varies. You know, what you think is hot is not necessarily what I think is hot, but it's not. You know, it's beauty subjective, right? At the end of the day. Right. Well, this guy, Jordan Peterson, who is a clinical psychologist and, of course, conservative online personality, posted a picture of her cover. The New York Post, uh, you know, tweeted out her cover and he posted, he's like, sorry, not beautiful and no amount of authoritarian tolerance is going to change that. Okay. And then he started getting, obviously, he started getting responses about that and he left Twitter because in his mind, uh, let me see, what he said... Um, the okay, endless. Did it just get dark in here. It did get dark in here. It's not. You were not having a stroke. Welcome to Biddle. Let me tell you. After, after dark. dark. <laughs> <laughs> so he said, "The endless flood of vicious insult is really not something that can be experienced anywhere else." He tweeted before announcing his departure from the app. Which, okay, we always call Twitter a cesspool here. So, okay, welcome what to was the world. His comment or again, his comment. Okay, he retweeted a picture. Uh, he retweeted the picture of the cover. Okay, sorry. Not beautiful, and no amount of authoritarian tolerance is going to change that. And then he further, excuse me, he further replied on top of that, saying, uh, he was responded to his original tweet, writing that progressives are trying to quote unquote retool the notion of beauty. You know what? Yeah, we should be retooling the notion of beauty. Okay, I'm, I'm just trying to, like, gather all that in. Um, we should be retooling the notion of beauty. Yeah, you know what? Fuck you. Well, I Who are you to say to what's, him. what's beautiful or not? To him. You may not think somebody's you said cute. That he's a conservative... Uh, he, first of all, he's a clinical psychologist. Okay, well, so no, 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 I'm going go with, go with, with the conservative. So um, I would probably say that if he's conservative to that degree, he's probably very, like... Uh, well, he's Canadian, too. Okay, well, he, but he's very probably very classic conservative and, like free enterprise and the free market. So Sports Illustrated is its own business and it's... It can do whatever the fuck it wants. It can do whatever it wants. If it wants to put Marge Simpson on the cover, you know, it can. That should be 2024. (laughs) That is a good idea, right? That should be it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, they should just do all the animated hot babes. They could put, <laughs> put Daria want on the cover, and if it's a trans model, they put a trans model. That's their decision to put it. I mean, I well, I, this is not a trans model. I thought it was a trans. Model. No, she's a curve model. She's a full figured gal. I think last year was a trans model. I thought it was a trans model. No, as far as I know, she's half Japanese and just a big gal, but she's not a trans. Trust me, that would have been like the lead if she was. Yeah. Well. <laughs> okay, I take that back. Yeah. But no, but um, to your point, it doesn't matter. But they should put whoever the fuck they want. The they want. Yeah. I mean, he got ma- Okay. Okay, I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to go out and say here. I'm looking at her now. That's not you, her. That's not her. Wait. No. <laughs> I'll show you the let picture me, let me of get her. the right picture. Here. I'll show you the picture here. This is this is her here. Here. This is her. Okay, swimsuit 2022. Yes. Okay, let me take a look at it. Yeah. Her. Oh, I'm actually looking at the trans model from last year. That's why I'm like, I believe the trans model was... Trans is so last year, Darian. (laughs) This year, it's about half Japanese full-figured models. Okay, let's look at at her. Okay. There you go. 
she, I mean, she, she's cute. She looks she, like, she I mean, actually, she looks like Olivia Wilde. She, she looks like a real woman you would see at the beach. Exactly. You know? I mean, I don't know. Maybe his ideal is, you know, um, Palo Escola, like Ann Coulter. I don't know. <laughs> um, well, he's just a horrible human being. I mean, look, uh, whenever you have these, I, I mean, look, it, it's, it's all, it's cuando la gente quiere hablar mierda, right? Because right. look, some years back, Beyonce was in the cover of Sports Illustrated. I believe. Oh, she, she was? was? Yeah, she was the first, like, celebrity, like, not, not, not a model. Not a model. Right, right, right. To be, cover, to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated. And Beyonce is a full figured woman. I mean, yeah, uh, she's an she's average woman. You know, she has the jelly. Um, so are we you were gonna, not ready for it. Are That's you going to say that, you know, a woman that looks like Beyonce should not be on the cover of Sports Illustrated? I mean, right. I think a lot of people would have a problem with that. Um, as far as, as this, you know, lady goes. I mean, I think that she looks like a real woman. And, yeah, and, she's pretty. And from what I'm seeing here, she's not airbrushed. Which no. That's a... That's a win. That's a win. Yeah. Um, and good for them. Good for them. And, you know, good good for women. I mean, this is just... I, I mean, I look, I this is this is a topic maybe you and I are not the... You know, we're both guys. We're not the best people to take up that space. Yes, but, and, but, yes but, and no. But you know what? We Men suffer from body dysmorphia images, too. Right, right, so, I mean... You, you can't compare the body dysmorphia images of men to women. You know, because women... As a gay man, they're, they're, I beg to differ. Right, but there's a... No, no there's a standard of beauty for women that is... It, it's just completely different than men whatever type of man you are um and i you know women for so long and still are subject to that that you know for so many years they've been saying oh you know women aren't thin women you know you're too thin you're too fat you're too this right but they've been saying that for decades now but still they choose women that have a certain weight and certain proportions for whether it's advertisements or movies or whatever. Yeah. So it's like, are we really making progress? Like, are we or are we not? You know? A lot, um, I mean, it could be lip service, I guess. You could I, I think way. a lot of it is lip service. So yeah. good for them because the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue is a big deal. Yeah, it um, is. It is a very big deal. So for them to put... Again, it's not even a full-figured woman. It's like, this is not Photoshopped because... I j- just the Photoshop. You can tell out of hand. It's it's out of hand. You and I were talking about this. Now that we're talking bueno, about Photoshop, but you say that Chloe Kardashian looks like a composite human being. When I saw Chloe Kardashian, it's Chloe, right? In yeah. that commercial for the migraine thing. No, she her she migraines are CGI. Her migraines are so bad that she turned into another person. Like she looks CGI. Like her daughter looks human or looks <laughs> real, but she looks CGI. Like when I first saw her, I was like. I mean, Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk looks more realistic than like, than Chloe. Wow, wow! And we, you know, you and I were talking about that the other day, not on the podcast. Yes, not recording. You know, we were talking about like someone like Madonna, that like yeah. her 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 pictures are so photoshopped that I think she looks younger than she did when she came out. And it's like, okay, who are you really fooling? Like, right. Do you really think that we think this? Right. I mean, Who's I, looking at this and going like, I, oh, she's I, in her 60s. She clearly has no frown lines. I could understand like... Oh, oh we're, be, we're, we're being brought croquetas. I mean... I mean, life good. just got better. That's all life I'm saying. Good. I mean, croquetas Ooh, thank you. and... and Croquetas and, and slushies and good company. I mean, thank you, the croquetas. Yeah, thank um, you. Legit. You're taking a picture? Yeah. I'm All right. A picture. But what I was saying was somebody like her, you know, one of the most high profile women. Oh, my oh, God. More goodies. <gasps> chicharrones. One of the most. Queso frito. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to interrupt you, but there's queso frito, chicharrones, and tostones in front of us. And my croquetas. Friend. And croquetas. I mean,. Embarrassment of riches. Thank yeah. you, the croquetas. Yeah. That was very sweet of you. Um, it's like, who do you think you're fooling? Because one thing is for you to do like a little touch up here, or, like a little a, nip and tuck, right? But another thing is for you to Photoshop a picture so much. It's like nobody believes that. Like again, you look CGI. Like yeah, like the people in Avatar look more human. But like in the case of Madonna, if you're 63 and you look 23, yeah, you don't. You do, people are gonna question that. Right. Just saying. The Just only saying. person who that could still actually be applied to, though, is Jared Leto. No. Jared have, Leto's have, in his 50s. No, I have one better. Ding. Christy Brinkley. That's true. Christy Brinkley, if, if, if making a pact with the devil is real, she, she did made it. one. She did she it. She made one because I think her daughters are catching up to her. Like, her daughters <laughs> with her age. Like, 
and and the thing about her is that like she, she comes out on the Today Show. Oh, okay. Every now and then, yeah. you know, and that's live television. Yeah, you can't hide you it. You can't hide in it, and she looks fresh. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> she looks, as opposed to most celebrities, I look. She doesn't look like a housewife. Like, she doesn't look like a housewife. Oh, okay. You know, There's no I'm, Lisa Rinna. I'm sure she's had work done. I mean, whatever. But she. But it's not crazy. But she, it's like, oh shit. She's like in her mid 60s and she looks, you know, 40, Guarantipico. If you told me Chrissy Brinkley was 47, I believe you. And then I'd be like, shit. But like, she was Uptown Girl and I was a kid and now I'm in my 40s. <laughs> like, time is not passing. I'm here, closer you know? to her age now when she was the Uptown Girl. No, I think we're older than her when yes. she was the Uptown Girl. She was probably in her 30s. If yeah, not. yeah, the eight, early 80s were 40 years ago, my friend. Oh, my God. What's that meme that says uh, real friends don't tell you that 1980 was 40 years ago? I still think it was 20 years ago. Why is it that we always think about in the terms of like the two, like 2000, right? I think like it's because like... 1990 to me was 10 years ago. Maybe it's like a Y2K thing where I didn't update. Right, right. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. That could be it. That could be what happened. So, you want something? You want something, buddy? What do you want? What do you want? Which one? one? Take it. <laughs> I'm not sure what he took. It looked like una papa rellena. No, Chico, that was the, the street corn one. Oh, okay. Yes, we, actually, so, we have Tristan here with us today. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. part, part of the... Part the, of the ensemble. So, um, so, now that we're here at Dos Croquetas, yes. a local... A restaurant and yes, um, very popular happening. I, I, you know what? I, I would say that Do Croqueta, Do Croqueta <laughs> is. I would say this is artisanal because for sure it's you know they they make things from scratch and things. like that. I've been that. to the factory. You haven't. I haven't. I know. Oh, <laughs> I got them very fresh right off yeah. the assembly line. Yeah, that having more time always. You know, you get to have more fun than me. That's but true. anyway, um, so I was thinking. Well, that's because you were trying to be, avoid being sued by your parents. Sued by my parents. So you had a grand. Oh, uh, yeah, you gave yes, them a grandkid. Yes, yes. And now you know you have to take yes, care of the grandkid. Yes, right. of course. Um, that's why. Um, anyway, so you know, I was thinking the whole like restaurant debate of like what's the debate? It, oh, you know, the whole thing of independent restaurants versus chains. Okay, let's talk about chain restaurants for a minute. Well, you know, we love us an Olive Garden, right? And so, a Cheesecake Factory. So, why do you think, because I was really thinking about this, and, you know, listeners, we would love to hear your take on this. Um, why do you think that chain, okay, why do you think chain restaurants get such a bad rap? And why do you think that when somebody says, oh, my favorite restaurant is whatever, mm-hmm. you know, that's a chain restaurant, they get such pushback. It's so, like mencionándole la madre, you know. It's like if you say I love the Olive Garden, it's like you're you might. Get- it's like communism. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I think it's a combination of comemiedería. First of all, because you know, there's always those people who are just like, oh, you like blah blah, and you know, not the, the you know, the, the elderberry from a top mount, you know, Swiss Alps or whatever right. bullshit. Like you know, there's always that level of comemiedería. But I also think that there is something to be said. You know, we love us some chain restaurants. Mm-hmm. But there is something to be said, and I kind of get it. It's comfort food, definitely. But there's nothing special about it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, at the end of the day. At the end of the day, there's nothing unique because they have to... No, there's nothing unique in the sense that... that yeah, sure. In the sense that they have to create mass quantities. Mm-hmm. So there's not... A uniqueness, like me, a dos croquetas me, or a sandwich or, you, you know, a night owl. Right, but can we love both? Oh, no, you can. Right, because let me tell you something. When they bring me out I mean, a basket you, you can like Lady Gaga and Madonna. Cheddar Bay Biscuits, I don't care where what your little thing is. I don't care what your little thing is. You know, those Cheddar Bay bi- Biscuits from the Red Lobster are freaking crack. Well, that's why Beyonce's still with Jay-Z. Yeah, so, yeah. That's the only didn't, reason. Didn't actually, I'm totally not kidding. Didn't like stock in Red Lobster increase when Beyonce like professed her love? It did. To, didn't it? It did. Like especially among millennials and all that stuff. Yeah. Because you know what the thing you is. You know what millennials son la culpa. Because it, it, they're look, the ones look, who are all it, about it, like the it, craft. It happens, and, it happens. It happens on both ends, right? Because sometimes you go to like independent restaurants, like small restaurants, and people are like, "Oh my god, you gotta try the whatever." Right. And then you try the whatever, and I'm like, "It's good." It's no better or worse than anything else, yeah. Like, I remember somebody who was like, oh, you got to go to this place because their dumplings are, like, handmade and, you know, whatever, and da-da-da. And I had their dumplings, and I'm like, 
they were good. They were good, but but they're not any better than. And I love me a dumpling. <laughs> they weren't any better than any dumpling. The you, average dumpling anywhere like else. I can make at home that I buy frozen. You know. Yeah. Um. So I think it's like both ends. I think sometimes people think like, oh. Croqueta is legit as, well, a, as fuck and delicious. And, and we'll fight anybody who says otherwise. But what I'm saying is that I think sometimes people... I'm totally having a queso frito right People now. sometimes just go in like saying like with a preconceived like mentality of like, oh, you know, because this is an independent restaurant. That's what I'm saying. La come mierderia. That's yeah. what... That's, and it's that's like it. people... I've said this before on the show and I'm going to say it again. Okay. When you go to the Olive Garden, you know that it's not authentic Italian food. It's like, not? Like, but when you're there, you're family. That's <laughs> true. I think everybody knows that the Olive Garden is not authentic Italian food. You go for what it is. You go for the breadsticks. You go for the soup, the okay. salad, whatever. There's a couple like. that seems to be having a total argument about Olive Garden right now. Well, what do you guys think <laughs> about the Olive Garden? He won't, he won't, he won't take you. Really? Go? We'll take you. Yeah, come with us. Really? Okay, why are you... Okay, okay, this is what we're talking about. This is, this is why do you like. hate the Olive Garden? Or why are you anti-Olive Garden? So you're from the Midwest? They don't do Olive Garden in the Midwest? No, they do. So you're like, no, I, you had enough of it. <laughs> so you left those, those roots behind, you burned them? You're done. Well, because okay. you know what, though? If, if you would have told me, like, if you're... What, where, where in the Midwest are you from? Oh, Kansas. Oh, the heart of the Midwest. Because, like, for example, in Michigan, there was a lot of Mediterranean food because Michigan has, like, a really oh, yeah. large uh, Muslim uh, population. Greek, I mean. So they have, like, really good food that's Mediterranean. Um, so, but Italian, you know, not as much, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine that many mom-and-pop Italian joints in Kansas. Like, I, I would, I would, like, there I would, are. Oh, okay. Or like if you were like from New York City and, you know, your Nona had a restaurant in Little Italy, like maybe. But um, but yeah, I, I mean, here's the thing about the Olive Garden. Like, you know what you're going in for, right? You're, you, the expectation, there, there's, a, there's a middle bar. The, the, the bar is not very high, right? It's a low bar, but it's there. <laughs> but it's there. <laughs> but it's there. But it's there. That's like, for example... We're not gonna get a sponsorship from Subway, so I'm just gonna say this. I think well, not, sub, not anymore. I think subs from Subway are crap. But sometimes I get a craving for a Subway sub. Like, With that said, that Jimmy, is what I want. Jimmy John's, we like you. I, I just I, I want to taste the bread. All the breads are, all the breads are different, but they all taste the same, right? The, yeah. the Subway Subway subs have a taste. Yes, doesn't matter which yes. one you order. It tastes their like Subway. turkey and their ham and their roast beef taste the same. When you put in the cheese in the oven thing, it disintegrates. It disappears. Yeah. Like, of how hot it... But, and, and their subs suck, but sometimes you want that crappy sub. So, I feel the same way about the, about Olive, the Olive Garden. Garden. Wow, like, that is... That, that is damning them with I fake actually, praise if I, I ever heard it. I think their Alfredo sauce is pretty good. I just love it's the really endless rich. breadsticks and salad. Like, I'm... I, I could go there and just eat that, and I'm and good. And you know what? Their tiramisu actually is pretty legit because it's, you know... It's like two-thirds mascarpone, you know, <laughs> which is, but, you know. Do you know that is one of those things that I, I like, but I don't like? Oh, no, I love, I love. I, I, and I, I lament the closing of Macaroni Grill and Kendall Drive. Are they still around in general? No, they really scaled back. I think there's some in Orlando. But the one here in Miami, the one in Kendall Drive, and the one in um, Doral closed. Oh. Yeah, Pandemic. <laughs> so they're, they're they're only in Doral, like La Ponderosa. <laughs> like, La Ponderosa. La Ponderosa. Actually, it was it's so funny. La Ponderosa. <laughs> that is like the worst food there is. Like the the steak from Ponderosa has a very specific like flavor. texture. But sometimes it's like I kind of want their crappy rubbery steak. <laughs> like, Why would you ever crave rubbery steak? Oh, really? Really? Because your 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 food, you know. <laughs> but I would never say it's you, rubbery. You eat Little Debbie snacks. I, I love mean, me some Little Debbie. I mean, does Little Debbie Snacks even have flour in it? I mean, because I'm pretty sure... I don't sure, need flour. I'm pretty sure it's synthetic. Who <laughs> cares? It's it's sugar and no, yum. and you like, like, the zebra cakes. No, I do not like the zebra cakes. Oh, but you like the I do something. not. No, I will. I will. Those are fighting words. I like the Swiss cake rolls. Ooh. I, whatever. You don't like Oreos. You're, like, borderline communist. 
don't say that. I already, I, people already say that about me because I'm progressive. Oh, that's true. And your parents are here. Yes. I shouldn't say that out loud. Yeah. And I have to like fight that image. So, you know, whatever. Anyway, speaking of... Speaking cool, of communism. Okay. So today, I actually saw something okay. that I think is sacrilege. And I think that this person should be set right and put to jail. I, I thought you were going to say set on we, fire. We, no, no, no. No, no. tanto. So... I, as you guys know, if you've been listening to us from the beginning, I don't drink coffee. I had my first shot of Cuban coffee on air, uh, on air, um, with Colada Boys, and um, even I was offended at this. Okay. So there's this. Um, as I sit here eating croquetas, there is this a um, was it a TikTok or a reel? No, yeah, this TikTok or reel, whatever, from Golden Brown Dot Coffee, okay. and the guy. Is like today we're gonna make cafe cubano, and you know how oh. I feel about when they say cubano. I'm having a cubano sandwich. It's Set like nobody fire. says that. It's Set Cuban sandwich. Like, I'm having a cubano. It's like nobody says that. People, anyway. So you know what he did, and we we should repost this on our page okay. so people can freak out. Lucy Lopez responded to him. Oh, she did. Yeah. So he puts he gets the cafetera and he puts in the the Cuban. He puts in el café. Okay. And then he puts brown sugar on top of it. Brown sugar in it from in the beginning? It, in it. And he puts it in the machine. But then how are you going to get la pubita? I have some... That's not Cuban coffee. That, that's... Eso es un invento. Right. But he's like, oh, today we're going to try café cubano. And I'm like, you know, this appropriation bullshit needs to stop. Like, <laughs> I mean, he's putting brown sugar on... <laughs> No, but he's mixing it's, it's, it's he's like a little, it with the coffee, and then he's putting it in the Like, machine. he's making it all together. Right. It's not like, well, no, he added brown sugar at the end instead of regular... But that's thing. what I'm saying. Like, how do you get la pumita? It's just weird. I don't like yeah. it. So, golden... What's his name? Golden brown... Eso es lo que pasa when you don't use café la llave. Yes. Café la llave needs to show them a thing Needs to show three. them a thing or three, yes. Like, we do not add brown sugar to coffee and then put it in the machine. But, okay, who heard of that? I don't know. Also, you know what I'm thinking now? These are the same people that probably think that Cuban food is spicy. Oh, don't get me down that road. <laughs> but I'm thinking now, like, how would you even do that in La Cafetera? Bueno, it, bueno, no, because he, he didn't do it in La Cafetera. He did it in La Máquina. So I'm thinking... <laughs> he didn't do it in La Cafetera. He did it in La Máquina, you know? <laughs> so I'm thinking now, because I'm thinking, like, in La Cafetera, like, you have to put the coffee all the way to the top and then level it off. So you would have to, like, make space for the sugar so you can't level... I, you know what? I just I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it for many reasons. It's I don't like, like it. And you don't even drink coffee and you don't like it. I, I got offended and I don't even drink coffee, so. I know you said the thing of La Máquina and La Cafetera. The other day, my mom sent, made some salsa de tomate and all I could think of was like, salsa de tomate and tomato sauce are not the same thing. No. At all. No, puré de tomate is gross. It's not the same thing at all. No, you, it's like, to me, it's that's one of the reasons why growing up I didn't care so much for Cuban food. It's like they're making a perfectly good dish and there my grandmother would come out con la lata de puré de tomate and just pour it in. And I'm like, oh, he just ruined it. And yet it. we love tomato sauce. Oh, no. I eat put tomato sauce by the We would eat marinara all day long. But oh, my no. God. That rails, eh? like rails New York City. They, you know, they have their own yeah, yeah, yeah. sauce. Oh, my God. Give me that in a spoon and I'm good. You're good. <laughs> so. Oh, my God. I feel what? like I've been drinking out of this bucket for like an hour. Wow. And there's still some left. Are you okay there? I am good. I'm good. I'm good. I just got to, you know, I got to keep keep chugging along. Keep chugging along. Good, 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 good. Hi. So, anyway, are you, well, I was going to say, are you thirsty because. Well, if I'm thirsty, it, it, it's for it's not for lack of trying because God knows I've been drinking this bucket of, of Hupinha Lit Slushy for like an hour. You're hydrated. I am. I don't know about hydrated because it's got vodka in it, but I'm, I'm happy. We'll go with that. <laughs> We'll go with, I'm happy. All right. You want to do our last soda? So let's do a last soda. But for the last soda, I actually, I, I want to go first. Mm. The reason I want to go first is because I'm going to give my last soda to a listener of ours. Sure. And the reason I'm going to give it to a listener of ours by the name of Mercedes Ibarra is because she heard one of our last episodes where we were talking about Celia Cruz and mimes and all these other things. And she sent us an email with a story that incorporates Celia Cruz, racism, and mimes. Oh. And so I am now going to read the email from Mercedes Ibarra. Wow. Okay. So she says, hi, DJ Nish. Here's a story I tease in the DMs. She says, so, 
I'm a flamenco dancer and teacher, and because of this, I'm a teaching artist for several arts organizations in Los Angeles and Orange County. One of these... Absolutely. You should have two. Okay, dos. Know, dos yeah. One of these organizations has been holding training meetings around diversity, equity, and inclusion. In one such meeting, the topic was specifically about teaching and talking about cultural art forms with young students. At one point, we were separated into groups, and each group was assigned a video regarding a specific artist or art form to discuss. My group was assigned this performance by Celia Cruz at the Latin Grammys, and she sent us the link. So, my group consisted of a black woman who's a playwright, okay. a straight white couple in their late 50s who happened to be, yes, mimes, and me, the Cuban flamenca. When do you meet a couple that's a mime? <laughs> How did they meet? They couldn't talk. Is, mime... <laughs> Is that the correct mimes. Term? mimes? Yeah, it's just plural. It's just an S. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because one mime, multiple mimes. Um, after watching the video together, the black woman started talking about what she enjoyed about the video and how much she just loves Celia Cruz in general. The white woman said she enjoyed the energy of the performance and how colorful it was. Then, the white man, skinny, bearded, with wire rim glasses, somewhat frowning with both his arms and legs crossed. I mean, that man was like a pretzel. Well, I didn't like it. I can accept that. So he doesn't like Celia Cruz. Our collective curiosity was peaked, though. My black colleague asks him, what didn't you like about it? He proceeds, well, I prefer seeing that kind of music performed in its own element. I braced myself and asked, what do you mean by its own element? He responds matter-of-factly, you know, a village or a park, maybe a small theater. Muchacho, I had to contain La Guana that was rising up, blood boiling at that moment. Its own element of village? Pero quien se cree este? I could also see the look on the black woman's face and she and knew she was reacting the same way. I took an even deeper breath and I proceeded. Well, I'm Cuban and went on to explain Celia's history, trajectory and place in world music. I explained how her element was actually the big stage like that one, that she has always been a big band singer, how she and La Sonora Matancera were exiled from Cuba while on a world tour, how she's actually from La Habana, a city, not a village, how Salsa is actually a product of New York City, and so on and so forth. When we had to get back to the larger conversation, my black colleague thanked me for giving us such a rich history lesson about Celia Cruz. The white woman gave a polite thank you, and the white man kept scowling never having shifted his position from the crossed legs and arms. It was surreal. So anyway, I thought both of you, I thought of both of you when this happened, and then when Ish mentioned that he'd be up for any story about Celia Cruz in that one interview episode, and then both of you started talking about mimes in the most recent episode, <laughs> I knew I had to tell you about it. <laughs> By the way, people really do listen. <laughs> they do listen. By the way, as for mimes, I actually have seen a mime performance on stage before. The mime, in regular clothes, did a whole telling of the life story of one of miming's legends. Yes, there's such a person. The for, French guy. For, uh, sure, Marcel Marceau. Yeah. Oh, okay. He died a few years ago. He was like a legend. Yeah. Uh, from birth to death, it was done to music. It was a revelation. I had no idea miming was like a whole thing. I have also learned from a Spanish friend who was studying clowning that when you train to be a clown, you must, quote unquote, enter the clown. I just thought you'd like to know that. That's it. Thanks for making my Fridays or Saturdays or Sundays so much fun. You're awesome. And I still give you my last soda in the desert. So thank you, thank you. very, very much. That's a, a great Mercedes. story. Thank you for sharing that with us. I have a lot of questions. <laughs> well, she's listening. We know she listens. First off, okay. So Celia Cruz does salsa music. Right. Right. Has this person never heard salsa music? I think the only salsa this person, based on her description, knows comes in a platter with chips. <laughs> Called paste. <laughs> right. Tostitos. Yeah. I mean, because... I mean, even if you're not familiar with her, I, I would like to think that you've heard some remnants of salsa music. It, it, whether you know it or not. Right. Right. I mean... It, and salsa music is very instrumental. There's like a whole percussion area, you know. And like, right. So it's not, you know, the very derog, you know. It's not like the, reggaeton. The, well, but even reggaeton has a lot of different beats and, and ele musical elements to it. But it's like clearly he had not heard this before. No. Um, well, I wonder what 
footage of her. He, he I'll show you. I'll show you the video. She was it like the blue wig, you know? I, 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 probably. Right? But that was at the Grammys. <laughs> Doesn't matter. So, I mean. There's a lot to unpack there. And then, like you said, it was a, it was a couple and they were mimes. Yeah, the, 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 that story really threw a curveball at the mimes. <laughs> I always say, what's funnier than a mime pretending to be in a box? An actual mime in a box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, wow, that's a great story. Thank you so much for sharing. Like, I feel like my last soda is so insignificant now. <laughs> well, I mean, you're going to have to measure up to Celia Cruz and mimes. Yeah, I mean, Good luck. I was just going to give my last soda to Ellen. You know, it's her last week. And, oh, this is her last week? Yeah, she has, I think, seven episodes left or six episodes oh, left. Oh, wow. She already filmed the last episode. And, um, you know, thank you for the good times. I mean, I, 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 I'm going to miss her show. I, I, I think that she's such a positive energy. Obviously, um, you know, she's a, I guess you could say a TV icon. At this point, she's been here for, like, what, 14 years? she broke down a lot of... You know, opened a lot of doors and Barriers, all that. for sure. Um, but just her show is like a very feel-good show. And yeah. she does a lot of good things for a lot of people. And, you know, it's a shame that... I mean, look, I guess she's leaving on her terms, which is good. I still believe that it probably has something to do with, like, the whole... Well, she got tired of... ...controversy yeah. a couple of years ago. And she probably was like, I'm done with this. But the point is that, you know, she's, like, a, a very positive person. She, yeah, she... And, she, and she yeah. tries to be a positive person, at least on the show. And, you know... Yeah. I, what I would like to think is that now that she's moving out, Kelly Clarkson is taking her. Well, she her. is. Kelly Clarkson is taking her, well, her time slot in, in several major markets. So now I wonder who's taking Kelly's slot. Because Kelly Clarkson is awesome. Like, I, you could watch uh, Kelly Oki, you know. She's good. She Again, she gives me nice feelings. Kelly Clarkson? Yeah. Oh, I love Kelly Clarkson. She's, like, she looks like she would enjoy she, these, these she's chicharrones. So, she's so, like, really... You could tell she really is legitimately... Like down to earth and just doesn't really care. I mean, she'd be one of those people that, like, if you hear somebody that knew her and said she was like a total maniac, like a bitch, I'd be like, oh no, not Kelly Clarkson. (laughs) 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 Not her. Um, Because she really seems like just so, like, I don't care, y'all. I'm from Texas. Again, I can see her eating chicharrones here with us. I love, I'll never forget that when she was on American Idol, she said that, like, right before auditioning to American Idol, her job was uh, driving the. Red Bull Mini Cooper. Oh, I thought she was a waitress. Well, maybe she was, but I remember the Red Bull Mini Cooper uh, story. So it's like, man, that's quite a one eighty. Come a long way, baby. Yeah. So anyway, well, Ellen, have a have some refreshment. Have some refreshment. <laughs> she can afford it. Yeah. Anyway, well, that was our. I think this is our. Fir- well, this is our first live episode. I was gonna say in a in while. The- well, remember, now every time we talk about something, it's like, okay, was this before COVID? So it was two years ago. Because those like two, those two years are like mushy, They're fuzzy. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, So when I think of something I did in 2019, I'm like, wasn't that the other day? It's like, oh, no, there's a pandemic in the middle. Yeah. Like, so Damn corona. Actually, I don't think I had been here. Really? I think... No, 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 we were here on Christmas. We were here for Christmas. Christmas. No, that's right, Christmas. duh. Yeah. But before we were here for Christmas... And there are people here who will... No, but before we were here for Christmas, I don't think we had been here until... I think it was like two weeks before the pandemic that we came with Seth and Marcela mm. and all that. That's right, late that night. That was like right before, you know, the world took a turn the world ended. Worse, you know. Um, so, what is it we always say? That uh, the Super Bowl, Jennifer Lopez... Uh, it was the closing ceremonies uh, of the, the world. It was the closing ceremonies year. of the world. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it's going to go out, let it be J-Lo and Shakira, right? You know, so anyway. Okay, everybody. Though, Better that, that was, than Steely Dam. That, <laughs> that was our uh, first live episode in a while. Thank you again to the Croqueta for hosting us today. Yes. It's been great. You guys are always awesome. If you are in Miami, please, please stop by the Croquetas. Um, they have delicious Croquetas. They have all types of flavors. I will tell you this. I generally hate buffalo sauce like i do not like buffalo sauce at all and their buffalo croqueta is oh, the buffalo chicken literally like fire yeah. it, I, yeah. I love it and i don't even like buffalo sauce so it's that good so um they really are that good and they have a bunch of like uh shakes and the shakes are really good too. so there's something for everybody so 
Thank you guys, as always, uh, for joining us. We hope to you listen, laugh, and learn. And as always, grab your croqueta. Yeah, multiples. Grab your croquetas. Grab your uh, patelito. And not that Cuban coffee we were talking no, about. No, no. And uh, thank you for joining yes, us. Yes, and so thank much. everybody here who came out. And thank, thank you, you so much. And thank you so much. Um, thank you, Giraldo, yes, for coming out. For we're, coming we're, from New Jersey. New Jersey. From New Jersey to come and, 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 and hang out with us. Yeah. That's pretty awesome, people. He came from New Jersey, so, you yeah. know. So, Pero thank you again, everybody. You, bringing people together. <laughs> <laughs> have a great, uh, have a great weekend, everybody. All right, we're say bye. Pero let me tell you is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano, produced by Ismaeliano, and our theme, Pero let me tell you, freestyle is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. 